Hey everyone, you're listening to the Queens of Hustle podcast. In this podcast, me and my guests will be exploring fitness, culture, business, media, and everything in between. My name is Kiana and I am your host. I'm a professional pole dancer, fitness trainer, and social media manager with a background in journalism and a degree in communications. I am extremely passionate about personal development and talking to other queens about their dreams, hustle, mindset, motivation, and success, as well as valuable lessons they have learned throughout their experiences. Here is a space where we can have healthy and expansive conversations that can help you in the next step of your journey. Let's get started. Hello, 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 everyone. I hope you're doing great. Um, it has been a while. I hope you're. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm recording right now on Friday. It's uh, approximately 1 p.m. in Scotland, and yeah, um, it's it's been an amazing week. The weather has been just unbelievable. Really, really nice, sunny, no rain, which is very rare in Scotland. And on top of that, I'm feeling excited because I'm uh, gearing up. To go home. I'm going home in about two weeks or three weeks, I should say. And uh, yeah, a lot of things are happening now. I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit on edge just because I have like, I feel like I have a lot of work to do before I go. But either way, I'm still feeling very, very excited. And I'm very happy that James and I have now been fully, fully vaccinated, so we won't have to quarantine when we get to Canada or when we come back to the UK, which was always the goal because. I just can't um, deal with staying indoors for for two weeks. That just sounds really bad for my mental health. So yeah, I'm very very excited. I'm excited to see family. I'm excited to see my close friends. I'm also excited to be a bit of a tourist in Montreal because um, I'm gonna want to just go out and do things without having to worry about work or responsibilities. And I'm also going to be showing James. Montreal for the first time in the summer because James has only seen Montreal in the winter, which is a whole other vibe. It's very, very like cold and snowy. It's like the Arctic, so complete different vibe. Because when it's summer, it's absolutely glorious. It's super hot.、Um, I'm just going to be catching the tail end of the summer, so it's not going to be insanely, insanely hot. But we'll still get some hot days. And either way, like tail end of Montreal summer is still unfortunately better than full blown. Summer in Scotland, so yes, I'm excited. And if you want to follow my travels or kind of just get a glimpse of what Montreal is and some of the things that I'll be up to, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Kiana Walker. But enough about me. I am now going to introduce you to my next guest, Debbie Murray, also known as Emerald Photography on Instagram. So Debbie is an entrepreneur based in Scotland who took her passion for photography and supporting others to build a thriving. Business, which is called Emerald Photography, through the empowering art of boudoir photography, she provides a luxurious yet fun experience where her clients can connect with their body and self-image in a judgment-free space. Her sessions aim towards helping people along their body image journey, how they see themselves, and helping to heal their relationships with their bodies. Her goal is to show you that you're perfect and beautiful exactly as you are, and that you're worthy of being documented right now. She is your ultimate hype woman and your very own personal cheerleader with the camera. Here is Debbie.
Welcome, Debbie Murray, Emerald Photography. Thank you so much for coming on the Queens of Hustle podcast. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So we actually have had a jam-packed day. Uh, we met up around 11 a.m. We got um, my makeup done by Kala Williams, who is this unbelievable makeup artist also based in in Glasgow. She just recently moved to Glasgow and this uh, was a collaborative shoot that I have done with um, with Debbie and we are so 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 excited about the the photos that we shot. They're amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited to share them but yeah so we've had a really really jam-packed day. We sure have. It's been super busy and I'm just so nervous yet excited about doing this. It's been since I've had any kind of interview. <laughs> well, I want to actually get started with one of the questions that I always ask my guests at the beginning of every episode, and that is, what sets your soul on fire? So I have listened to the previous episodes and was expecting this question and still don't have a proper answer. <laughs> um, I am generally quite a passionate person, um, so lots of things actually get me quite excited about stuff. Um, luckily what I do really does set my soul on fire. Mm. Um, I love every aspect of it. Um, I'm a very creative person and I'm also a very organised person, which is usually an odd combo. I'm an organised creative. Um, but as an example, like last year I was in the shower having an idea, which is where all my good ideas come from, because I was listening to Lana Del Rey's Season of the Witch. And I thought to myself, oh, Season of the Witch, that's it. Oh my God, let's do sessions based around this. Um, and because it was in between lockdowns and things were still a wee bit funny, it was just the ideal time to do basically go out into the woods and have some outdoor shoots, which was ideal during that time. So we weren't indoors and things. Um, but as soon as I had that idea, I just went full pelt, started drawing up plans, got in touch with some models to do like a test shot and everything. And oh yeah, I just an idea and then I just get sparked from it. So. I love that. And I've actually seen those um, those witch photos. I've, I've seen yes. you post them and they are absolutely stunning. If you're not following Emerald Photography, then you need to as well. Um, I'm talking to you, audience. <laughs> so, um, okay. I've already given the audience a little uh, backstory about you and what it is you do, but in your own words, can you tell us who is Debbie Murray and what is Emerald Photography? Um, that is a very good question. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm Debbie and little fact, I was named after Blondie, which is literally the only cool thing about me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I've been in business now for about three years, um, doing what I do just now. For years before that, I worked in HR, which wasn't something I'd studied to get into. It was literally a job that I ended up in and then just kept going through a few different industries there. Mm -hmm. um, I finished that up in 2018 and I'd been doing photography for quite a long time, just as a hobby. But um showing my age as well. I did have a film camera back in the day when I was a teenager. Yes. <laughs> and then in my early 20s, got my first digital camera when they came out. And I just always loved taking pictures of nature and landscapes and even when I was out with the girls and things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I always got told I had an eye for it and always did like good landscapes and everybody kept saying, oh, you should start a business. But you have no idea how you're like, oh, well, how would you even go about doing that? That's, mm -hmm. that's not, and I can't do that. That's not something I can do. I have no idea. 
Um, but yeah, when um, I finished up in HR, I had a wee bit of time and I thought, Do you know what, I am actually going to go for this. And I had no idea which direction I was going to go in. I thought I was going to start with family photography because I knew, the only thing I knew is I didn't want to do weddings. I'm not a weddings person, it's not my thing. Okay. Um, so I thought, oh, family photography, you know, and capturing the connections and things. Yeah. Um, so I did a few um, with like friends and things just to see, and I was like, yeah, this is okay, this is good. And then the idea of boudoir just kind of came to me one day and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to put something up on Instagram and be like, would anybody fancy like trying this out with me and we'll see what it's like and four different women who followed me messaged me and I was like oh this is great let's give it a go and honestly after the first shoot I was like this is it this is the thing this is the passion this is what I was made for um it's just that one-on-one working um, and getting to be so creative putting it together and I reached out to a makeup artist I'd worked with a couple of times on like just wee projects um, so I work with her still just now, Courtney, she's amazing. Um, and yeah, it was, it just kind of started the ball rolling. And I think that was September 2018. Mm. Um, and by that point, I had decided to take on a kind of part-time day job again, um, just at the local college, kind of like an admin role. Um, and I was working there up until the pandemic. And then when lockdown hit, I was furloughed. And then my actual fixed term contract came to an end in the summer, which was last July. So I've been fully self-employed since then. Wow. So nothing like going fully self-employed in the middle of a pandemic. But honestly, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds and you've made it work. Yeah. You've made you've made it work. And just for anyone that doesn't know what boudoir is, yes. would you mind um, just explaining boudoir photography and what it really represents? Absolutely. So... It's not a major genre here, I would say, in the UK as yet. Um, it is massive in North America. Right. Um, it is such a thriving industry there. Um, there's not a lot going on here, but that might change. But effectively, it is, it's mostly kind of female portraits. Um, and it, it is kind of like in various states of undress, or you can, you know, it's like lingerie kind of photos or nude photos or just really nice luxury outfits. You know, it doesn't have to even be going down that kind of avenue. And there's different facets to it as well. So you can do like couples boudoir, you can do really kind of edgy, kind of get more into erotica type of things. But where I've really found my niche is, it's verging more into empowerment photography. So some people in, mostly Canada I would say are kind of starting to use it um, the person I look up to the most in the industry is Terry Hofford she is a Canadian um, she started as a boudoir photographer and then she kind of classed herself as a body image activist and photographer and she's basically from what I know coined the term empowerment photographer Ooh, so okay I'll definitely link that in the show notes oh yeah, yeah. she's amazing so she is just so up there in the industry and I've um, had coaching calls with her and stuff. Like I see her as a mentor. I'm in her kind of education groups and things like that. Um, And yeah, she is just one of the people that really started the movement of all bodies are good bodies. Oh, I love that. Which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that she's calling it empowerment photography and I'd really like to get to that point. But as little known as boudoir is here 
empowerment photography is even lesser known. So I figure once I get to a certain point with what I'm doing, I'll be able to call it more what I like. Right. But basically right. talking about empowerment photography as well is I specialise in this and with women. Yeah. Um, and it is mostly around body image and confidence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get, we will create beautiful art and you can look amazing or sexy or whatever it is you want to get from the session um but what i'm telling people now so when i started and i didn't know any better it would be oh yeah you know bring some nice laundry and some heels and that's what it is but now yeah you can absolutely do that if that's your jam if that's what you feel good in absolutely bring that um i have clients that come to me now who want you know they just want to do nude or they actually that type of sexiness isn't their jam so Mm -hmm. they want to do cute t-shirts and socks and things and I'm like whatever you feel great in that's what that however you present yourself that's how we'll we'll capture you Mm. so it really is about that yeah that's beautiful and I could actually relate to that as well because as a pole instructor yes I do understand that there are some parts of um of doing pole dance where you need to show some skin for like skin grip and stuff um so that you can grip to the pole but I also feel like when people ask me oh what do I wear I do like to say just wear what makes you feel comfortable um some people like to really you know wear those strappy Mm -hmm. um sexy lingerie outfits fits to pull but some people just want to wear just a sporty tank top and some short shorts and that's fine too whatever makes you comfortable so I could definitely relate to that as well and today we like had such a cool shoot where we had a variety of different outfits and different looks and different vibes and that was cool too how we were able to explore different moods and I really really enjoyed that too because it gives it gives the shoot such variety, you know, like those photos, I can use those photos for like the next few years and they, they can speak to different moments of, of my life. I really love what it is you're doing. And in my eyes, your brand encompasses female empowerment, self-love, body positivity, inclusivity, and diversity. So what is, what is it that made you so passionate about these things? Um, honestly, it has been a lot of exposure to people like Terry and seeing what they're doing and just absolutely connecting with that message. But then digging deeper, I would say mostly my brand is about body image and helping with confidence for women. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. And that does tend to branch off into other things like feminism and those kind of topics because it's about giving strength and giving power back to women. Right. One of the things I find is, as women particularly, we are so distracted by what we look like or what we're supposed to look like. And growing up as a teenager in the 90s when it was just peak diet culture and absolute nonsense, you know, all you seen on magazine covers was very, very, very slim white women. Mm. And that, that's all you seen. And anybody who wasn't like that, you just felt, oh, well, you know, I'm not included then. And thankfully, I think from what so many people have taken on themselves and put themselves out there on like Instagram and things, we're now seeing so many bodies represented and that's how it should be you should be able to recognize yourself when you go into a space and that's exactly what i'm trying to show with the work that i do and you should be able to see yourself when you come to my page that's absolutely beautiful so can you walk us through the process of planning a shoot yeah absolutely so at the moment um 
I've got bookings on hold for the moment because I am actually working on my website, which I've been seeing for the last three years. Um, but I've just never really needed to actually get it going before because I got all my business from Instagram and then word of mouth and it's just kept going. But now that I am fully self-employed and I'm, I'm just trying to get to that place you have in all in one place. So what it really is though is it's mostly it's a luxury experience with me so it's basically we're going to design your full session so say you are someone out there who is looking at my work and you recognize yourself and you think oh god i would love to do that like i, I can see myself like that um i think i'm going to go for it so it will be a case that you just reach out to me and initially we'll have a consultation. So we can have a wee Zoom call if you want to see me because it is such a vulnerable situation you're going to be in. I think it's important that you get to see me so you know who it is you're going to be with. Mm -hmm. um, so we can do that or if you're local to me we can have a wee, you know, a wee catch up. I've done that sometimes where we go and have a coffee and we talk about what it is that you want to get from your session. Um, but basically we'll design it like that. And then I'll send you a questionnaire and things and I'll basically try and design your session to tailor to you as much as possible. Um, and even in thinking, you know, where I want to book a location and things. So for me, a big goal is I do want a studio eventually um, in Falkirk, which is where I live, which is ideal because it's in between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Yes. Um, but for now, I am using, you know, like hotel rooms, Airbnbs, um, just people who I know who have got amazing spaces. Um, so I've kind of just been like using what I can for this while. Um, and then, yeah, we turn up and I book like a hair and makeup artist and we do the whole kind of um you know we chat about what you kind of like colors wise and everything make it really about you we just have some fun and just loads of chat and then it's just me and the client for the session and one of the biggest things they're always worried about is i don't know what to do i don't know how to pose i don't know what i'm doing with my face but everything is up to me like you literally don't have to think of anything at all I will guide that person into everything um, and so many of my clients have heard me say this is like a game of Simon Says and Twister because yeah. that's, that's all it is really um, yeah. yeah I love your direction I love it it's just little things that you don't even I remember once in our last shoot you just said that when it comes to your hands, you want them to have, you know, some sort of purpose. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I think there was like this one moment where like I was just like, my hand was just like kind of just, <laughs> just flopping to the side and you were like, just give them a little bit of purpose. And some after engagement. it's something that I I now do all the time, whether it's, you know, for, for pole or for anything, every time like I'm doing any, anything that might be posy, I'm like, what are my fingers doing? Yes. What are my hands doing? You know, every single part of your body needs to have some, some, form of purpose so yeah I remember that moment <laughs> absolutely and it's just one of the things that you know is something I'm looking out for yeah looking out for the light and where you're looking and the pose and everything um but it just becomes second nature and yeah you just kind of talk somebody through that so you literally don't have to worry about a thing like at a shoot I'm pretty much on the whole thing yeah and how is it that you market yourself so is it through um primarily social media because you said that your website is being built now so I would say social media, Instagram is, yes. is your is your number one 
marketing tool at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Instagram is a double-edged sword because I have to be so careful with what I'm posting mm. um, because, you know, you just never know. Uh, thankfully, Knockwood, I've never been banned or had anything pulled or anything like that because I'm very conscious of the hashtags that I use. Like, okay. I wouldn't even use hashtag boudoir or hashtag oh. anything that draws attention to what they might see as, oh, that's a dodgy area. Oh, there's semi-naked women there. We're, let, let's take this account away. So I try to fly under the radar as much as possible. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've built that up over the last kind of three years and a lot of it is word of mouth now which is great um because obviously people are talking about they've had a good experience and then you know their, their friends get to know about it yeah um but and i've got the facebook group as well now which is like an, a week kind of offshoot community which is good and it's um, called the emerald lounge that's the one yes yes i'm also part of this facebook group i love the things that you post the quotes um just the little messages that you that are just so good to read at the beginning of the day um, also some like it's it's good to also post articles things are happening yes. so yes I do I do like that Facebook group and I'm going to also link that in the show oh, notes for if anyone wants to join that Facebook group be a part of a community of women who are just supporting each other and just there to chat as well yeah, yeah. absolutely it's, it's a space where um, as the business I can put bits and pieces in there and share things but it's not massively driven by what I do mm -hmm. as a business it's more about building that community for people that have got similar values. Yeah. So there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things where it's been encouraged for self-love and self-development and, um, you know, feminist issues and things like that. Yes. Um, so I try to cover a wee range of things like that and obviously just having some fun as well. There's always some, like, fun games and things. Yeah. But even when people are having, like, bad body image days and things like that and other people can help kind of lift them up and we can give each other advice and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's a good place as well. But Amazing. again, we just need to be careful about, you know, what's potentially shared in there as well if we're sharing any photos for shoots and things because, yeah, um, Facebook and Instagram, as you'll know, you've got, just got to be so careful. How, it's so annoying, though. I know. But, like, I, like, you do get it, right? Because, of course, I understand how censoring is important when it comes to hate speech, racism, yes. um, it, sexism, all that stuff. But, like... Ugh. But those I, things... As someone that is, that's in body positivity and, like, you know, I, I support it, it's just, like, I, I don't want to have to worry about my things being taken down or being banned on TikTok. I've been banned on TikTok so many mm -hmm. times which is a huge thing in the pole world because so many pole dancers have gotten uh, like, you know, banned or, um, and it's just like, it's just so frustrating. It really is. It is because so much of the time, you know, you're obviously sharing your skills and what it is you're doing and people really want to see that. And for me, it is more about sharing the art that we've, we've made. And, and especially when you are trying to represent a whole host of different people, you want people to be able to come and see where they recognise themselves. But no, I mean, it's, it's such a widespread thing. You've got to be so careful about what you're sharing. And it's so frustrating because, like you said, you know, it should be the real issues that are getting tackled, racism, sexism, any of that type of thing. But how often do you hear about women being sent those pictures mm. in their dms and i know people who try to report them and it always comes back from instagram being oh we can't see anything wrong with this so that's mm. fine but you post a picture of somebody that is like 
I don't know, like in a bikini top or oh well we've got to ban that, that's terrible. Yeah. Um oh it's it's very frustrating. So I'm hoping well when the website is live I'll be able to share more uncensored items like in the blog posts and things. Right. Um but again it's always only if I've got permission from the clients or the people I've been working with. I'm very explicit with them about tell me what you're comfortable with being shared absolutely um, because I, even if I've had an amazing shoot and somebody's like nude the whole time and they're like oh I love them and you know I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna get them for the wall and all of this stuff I'll never ever share anything unless they specifically tell me yeah you can share these on email as well yes, yes. oh uh-huh. yeah um, and then even like if I know somebody's been a bit oh I'm not sure and I get them to give me the specific file names in an email I'll even pop them a message before I do it I'm like right now you said it was okay I'm going to put this up are you absolutely sure um, and sometimes it's best just to check because you want people sure. to feel that they've got control of that type of thing um, but I mean I do have a lot of clients who keep their images private and that is absolutely fine because First and foremost, this is an experience for you. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant if you want to share it. You know, I'm happy to share whatever work I've created, um, especially if it is, you know, you're you're still being able to show a variety of people. Um, but first and foremost is always a client's comfort. And if that comes down to, I never want these images to see the light of day other than from me, that is totally fine. Of course, um, of course. Or for your, your partner or, you know, something like that. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. you've had some people that have, that have wanted just to send their partner some pictures just as, you know, a nice little secret gift. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of the things I think that people always think about boudoir is I was like, oh, well, I'll get an album off, you know, and I'll, I'll gift that to my husband-to-be or my partner or whatever, yeah. which is lovely. But what I would always say is this should always be for, for you. Yeah. First and foremost. Amen, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, under, yeah, I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. All the photo shoots I've ever done have been for me. Oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. But, but if you ever do want to, uh, like, you know, provide a gift, then that's absolutely fine as well. Oh, absolutely. But... I do get what you mean. Like this is um this is an experience that you want to do to feel empowered for yourself. Yes. You know, not not for anybody else. So I do love that. And let's talk, go back to Instagram because I did want to ask mm-hmm. um in regards to um, having Instagram as you know your your business or your business tool. Do you have a system as to how often you post or when you post or anything like that? Is are there any tips and tools that you have? Uh, for other people who are using Instagram as their business tools? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've just spent so much time on it the past, well, three years now. Um, I've learned a lot and obviously how it fell under the radar. Um, but one of the things, and I know we've touched on it before, is although it is a public space because I want people to be able to find me, um, I try to regulate it as much as possible. So... I, and I know I've said, I probably block two out of three people that follow me because essentially I'm a woman photographer for women and non-binary people. Um, It's not a space for straight men to come and enjoy the photos. It's not about that. Um, So pretty much if it's not somebody I know or somebody I know who knows somebody, if that makes sense, um, that person will get blocked because... I don't want those creepy comments on any of my clients' photos or it's, it's not nice. And there's a couple of people I've worked with um, on kind of personal projects who have their own audiences and their target audiences might be men. 
and what I've found when they post any of the what we've created together and they tag me I will get a deluge of male followers mm. and I literally go through and block 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 all of them because they're not my client they're not somebody I'm trying to attract and they're not adding anything beneficial to what I've got there already I don't want my client who's you know graciously let their picture be used on instagram and they're looking amazing and they're getting all these like great comments for other women saying how great they look and then you get some horrible comment for a guy where it's literally 10 emojis with the tongue sticking out yeah you know you're just like oh well no no thanks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, i love how you do that that's that's great no it, it really gives your clients a sense of of privacy, of protection. So yeah, thank you for doing that. That's amazing. As much as can be done in a public space. And I always think, is there a day where something's going to get shared and the page will just blow up for whatever reason and then suddenly I'll not be able to control that? And then I'm like, well, I'll cross that bridge yeah. if it happens. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> that. Now, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Don't worry about it just now. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm just, um, I'm not very consistent with how I post now. I used to be very strict with doing it every single day because, you know, I've always had plenty of content. For sure, yeah. But every even, shoot, you probably take, what, over 150 photographs? Like? Well, yeah, oh, I take a lot of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, but I do kind of take it down to around about kind of 40 um, once yeah. they're edited and everything. Yes, yeah. Um, so I've always got plenty of stuff to share. But honestly, I just lost the motivation for posting every day because especially when you know you're thinking about the engagement and you know are you going to be banned for certain pictures and stuff and um it just became a uh, post when i want now yeah, really yeah I'll, I'll try to post at night because i've always found that's when most people in the community are online right um and if i'm really excited to share something i will but i don't beat myself up if i don't post for like three days now i'm mm-hmm. not like i'm not going anywhere i'll come back and yeah if the likes or whatever drops i don't really care yes um i'm like you know what it is what it is it'll, it'll work itself out mm-hmm. um, but yeah mm-hmm. i don't get caught up in it anymore because it's it's just too much hard work. Instagram makes you work too hard. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Like, if anyone here is, like, an avid social media user, they will know that it's, like, another job. Yeah. But that you just don't get paid for it, unless you're an influencer. <laughs> but, like, you, you get what I mean. Like, it is... You, there's so much to, to think about um, when it comes to just doing Instagram, TikTok. Like, oh, my goodness. Are you on TikTok? Um, only for personal entertainment purposes. Yeah, I'm okay. watching animal videos <laughs> and the cats knocking things off of surfaces. Um, but yeah, no, I've tried to put a couple of videos up there. But again, I mean, oh god, one of them got banned straight away. For sure, because somebody was in lingerie mm. and it, it was nothing contentious at all yeah um and i just thought do you know what i'm already on instagram all the time i'm using facebook now tiktok can just be like yeah i can switch off for a while for sure Um, but yeah (laughs) and in regard to switching off do you ever (laughs) (laughs) like are there any moments or are there any things that you do to like you know really just kind of recenter do you have any any tips for just staying aligned or being able just to kind of switch off from everything, whether it's social media or just, you know, all the chaos happening? Um, it's a really good question because honestly, ooh, I don't know. I feel like I don't ever really switch off anymore. Um, oh, I don't know. I used to be... I used to feel like I had a lot more hobbies back in the day Mm -hmm. um, and I I loved socialising you know my different friends and stuff but the more and more I've got into doing this I mean this 
just really motivates me and I love it so much yeah. that it ends up taking up a lot of time and I really don't mind yeah. it's only maybe if I feel myself burning out because I haven't taken a wee break from it um, and then I'm like right step back for a wee bit but um, book a little staycation somewhere <laughs> yeah, something like that yeah, yeah. Um, and I recently bought a bike as well um, which I took out on Saturday night for the first time and honestly I hadn't been on a bike since I was about 13 years old mm-hmm. so I really didn't think I was going to be able to keep my balance yeah. um, but oh it was great fun so Aww. I love going out walking I go out walking a lot listening to podcasts audiobooks and that kind of thing for um, sure but this is like the other thing now where I can get out and get away from things um, because we're still not really socialising much with everything happening and to be honest I'm not in a great rush for getting back to, to all of that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, I'm happy just to kind of crack on with what I'm doing because yeah. I just love it <laughs> well you're so passionate about it and that is what why I really wanted to get you on it's just because like you are just always you know shooting with different people and it just like it, it just really shows that you love what you do and it's uh, an energy that is quite contagious. So I really, I really, really appreciate what you do. And if there was anything that you could say to Debbie Murray at the beginning of her photography journey, what would it be? Oh God, um, definitely just don't even bother like trying the family photography and stuff. Just, <laughs> just get straight into boudoir, get straight into working with other women one-on-one. It's gonna be life changing, <laughs> just go for it. So. <laughs> And touching on the concept of mindset and motivation, because as you know, this is the Queens of Hustle podcast, and it's really all about just going after what you want and really trying to achieve whatever goal or dreams you have. So there are some days where we generally just feel demotivated or we don't really have that fire. Is there anything that you do on those low energy days that can really help you get into um, get into your, your usual self, get back to feeling motivated and ready to go after what you want? Um, so they kind of like real low energy days, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm really lucky because I live next to a really great green space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will just take myself out yeah. over the park. Um, I used to really enjoy walking through the woods that are there as well. Um, but obviously being a woman, it really depends the time of day and yeah. see if you feel walking through certain isolated paths on your own and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I try to just kind of stick to the main path. But um, honestly, I love, love listening to um, the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. It is my favorite. I've heard of it. Ever. I've heard of it, yeah. Oh, it is hilarious. I'm literally on my fourth listen of it because... Is it that good? It's so good. Oh um, my God. It's just the trio oh, that it read out. it. It just, you feel like you're part of them and the way that they're laughing and talking. Oh, even though I know everything, I've heard all the episodes now, I still laugh every time I'm listening to them. What is what is it about though? Um, so what the the main guy who ran the podcast, his um dad literally wrote this erotic fiction but it is terrible it is just the worst and it's hilarious so he got his two friends and the trio together are this amazing dynamic um, and they basically read a chapter per episode how many um, episodes are there oh i think i'm not sure there's oh how many seasons now i think they just wrapped up their sixth uh, season Mm. um but honestly like just the way they chat and they dissect it and everything it's hilarious and oh yeah i just love it that really helps me just kind of like laugh things off and 
if I'm listening to that and I'm going out a walk and things, I always feel so much better. After yeah, yeah. You just kind of sometimes you need just a wee reset just to be like sure. taken out of something. For sure, me, it's when I wake up. I always listen to a podcast. I listen to the the Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki, mm-hmm. and they're basically just like two um, Aussie girls. They're uh, they they own their own fashion brand, Jagger and Stone. And they're just like a huge inspiration to me. They are so funny. They have insane banter. They're best friends, but they're obviously business owners as well. I mean, uh, business partners as well. And um, they, their, their banter and their chat is just so funny. It always just like really puts me into like a very sociable spirit and like kind of like always gives me like a boost of energy. So I do like listening to like a good podcast at the beginning of the day while I'm making my coffee. And we're going to just start wrapping it up now. But as you know, um, I am kind of a sucker for quotes. And I was wondering if there was one that you really like that uh, helps you feel aligned, empowered, or inspired. Um, I do like a good quote myself. Um, I think one of my favourite ones just now anyway is in Maya Angelou's The People Will Forget What You Said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I cry now? <laughs> and honestly, when I've seen that, I was like, that just rings so true. Just even in the different jobs and things I've had in my past, you know, like before I was doing this, like I've made brilliant friends from the jobs I was in in HR and we're friends now. Like, it, but when I look back, I don't think about the work that I specifically did or the things that I used to stress about or or I'll remember how some managers treated me, whether it was good or not so great. Um, And you do, you you think about how it felt to work there with the people that you work with. You don't think about the specifics of it. Mm, That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, One that I uh, really like is nobody is you that is your power yes and it's very short and it's quite well well known as well but i absolutely love that quote because um there there's been so many moments where like i i love my my family by the way they're all like very supportive but growing up i was always like the super loud one in the family <laughs> the one that won't shut up and like obviously they, they pick on me for being that way but in a loving way but like even if they're even if they do it in a loving way, you're always going to be a little bit like kind of self-conscious of being too loud. Um, even growing up, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be like the one that's too loud because I, like I've been called so many times. <laughs> I've been they, like, my mom's like, yeah, you're so loud. Lower your tone. Use your indoor voice. And like, or like just, you know, the fact that she, like my mom will be like, do you ever shut up? <laughs> Oh my god, I literally cannot wait to see her. But like, because we're all very, very close, so I think that's why we tease each other. But like, I guess this is kind of a long-winded story. But at the end of the day, I think now that I'm older, I'm 26, and you know, just from being the person that I am and where it has led me, I've realized that that is actually what is my power. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that yes, maybe I'm loud. I can I can project. That's why I can teach pole to ten people and everyone will hear me. You know, <laughs> or I yes, I talk a lot. That's why I, I now have a podcast. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, like um, I feel like that is something that I always have to remember. If ever you feel a bit like you know self conscious or um, you you, you feel like. I don't know, you're a bit too much. Just know that that is you and you have to just use it. That is your tool. That is your power. So 
that is my little quote. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> I had such a blast chatting to you. Um, lastly, do you mind just letting the audience know where we can find you? Uh, sure. So <laughs> eventually the website will be live, which will be emeraldphotography.co.uk. I've had the domain for three years now. <laughs> eventually it will be live. Um, better late than never. Better late than never. <laughs> but yeah, I will. I'm on Instagram all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's at underscore emerald underscore photography. Amazing. Underscore. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Can you say that one more time? Because I think I actually cut you off. Oh, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at underscore emerald underscore photography underscore so yeah that was the one that kind of worked when I was looking for the different um you know names to use there. yeah no worries and I'll also link that in the show notes you can always just click that if you go um onto this episode on Spotify thank you but that is it well thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much for having me hey everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode of the queens of hustle podcast As this is a passion project that I'm doing all by myself in my free time, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app or on Spotify. Feel free to share this episode on your social media or send it to someone you know who'd benefit from listening to this. Have an amazing day or night wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.